Welcome to Box Talk, a podcast for affiliates and coaches, powered by Box Pro Magazine. Well, welcome to this next episode of Box Talk. I'm here today with Matt. Matt, can you go ahead and introduce yourself? Yeah, absolutely. So, uh, yeah, my name is Matt Scanlon. I'm I'm in Kansas City, Missouri right now, and I own a box here called CrossFit Memorial Hill. Awesome. And Matt, why don't you go ahead and tell us a little bit more about how you got into CrossFit and how you came to own your box? Yeah, absolutely. So uh, I got into CrossFit with uh, a good friend of mine who was in the military. And we, so gosh, it's probably going back to like 2005 or 2006. Um, we came across uh, CrossFit.com and we would go to a local library because, so we didn't have like smartphones back then or you know, I don't even. Th- I think we had like of all of the guys that lived in this house together, we maybe had like one laptop amongst all of us. So we'd go to this library and we would print off a sheet in their computer lab of like CrossFit.com's workout of the day, and we'd go to the YMCA and like try to figure out how to do it. Uh, <laughs> and so, uh, and you know, we did that for probably you know a year and a half or two years, and then. We, we also like in the summertime, so this is, you know, getting on into college now. In the summertime, we used to, to work on construction crews doing like demolition work and stuff like that. And a guy uh, named Grant Wistrom, who was an NFL player, uh, played for the University of Nebraska and also went on to open CrossFit Springfield in Springfield, Missouri. He, uh, he, you know, we were actually working on his house, on a crew on his house, as he was moving to Springfield to open up that box. And he's like, uh, he told us, he's like, yeah, you guys should probably get a coach. Quit trying to figure this stuff out in, in the YMCA. So um, some time went by, and and you know, I I ultimately moved uh, up here to Kansas City, uh, joined a gym, and yeah, the rest is kind of history. I worked in I worked in healthcare management for several years after moving here and you know working in long-term care I really came to the realization that uh, you know the healthcare system is not really getting people healthy and I just kind of felt this strong need to sort of uh, intercept people on their like journey of health and wellness before they got involved in the long-term healthcare system because frankly it's a nightmare and so, yeah, that was kind of like the, the impetus for, for opening up the gym. Wow. And it, it probably it's so funny when you're working out at the YMCA, you know, trying to figure out these CrossFit movements or whatever. You probably never even imagined that you'd be opening up a gym someday, did you? No, no, not in a million years. I mean, we had trained, you know, you know, I had trained as in weightlifting. So, you know, trained in the snatch and clean and jerk and, you know, um, started to as fun I still love I still love weightlifting but you know when I you know when you're young when you're like 17 or 18 years old you know you don't quite have the discipline to like hone in on just those two lifts so we started to like look around what else is out there and you know the the line from weightlifting to crossfit is a pretty short one yeah so and how long have you guys been open now for Oh gosh! So what is it now? 2016. So yeah, we've had our doors open for four years, and started in 2012. And we actually started uh, not with the intention of ever opening a location, but we actually just started like doing workouts in a park, like just a nearby park that's right up the street from here. Um, it's the National World War One Museum is right behind us, 
And so we started just going out to the, the park there and doing park workouts with people and just, you know, got equipment. So then we got some wall balls and then we got some kettlebells. And, and at a certain point, we, you know, counted up all of the waivers that people had come through and signed. And I think it was like over a thousand waivers uh, that wow. of, of people that had come through. And, and then it was like, okay, well, we should probably, let's, uh, let's create a location now. Let's, uh, you know, let's build a gym and, and found a, an awesome space that, that was right near that uh, World War I monument and, and opened up. Wow. Oh, that's crazy. And now you've been here and you've been growing. And I mean, you just share with me how big your, your box is. What It was 12,500 square feet, which is yep. just large. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's, there's a lot of space. <laughs> there is a lot of space. But I mean, you get to see a lot of space to do things and, and um, you know, have lots of members. And I know so one of the reasons I want to talk to you today is that, I mean, for starters, you kind of know some stuff about podcasting. <laughs> and um, I mean, if you guys can see, you guys can't see it, but Matt has this awesome mic that he's using. He's making me look real, real not professional. But anyways, <laughs> Matt, I kind of well, <laughs> Yeah, I, in all fairness, I did get this microphone after like 500 episodes. I think that was probably it. Like once I did 500 episodes, I just, you know, you got to treat yourself. Yeah, there you go. Exactly. Okay, so when I hit the 500 episode mark, then I will get a nice mic. Yeah. But for now, we're going to just do the basics. But anyway, so I know, and I know podcasting has really grown in popularity over, I don't know, the last few years. Um, and it, it just seems to keep exponentially growing. When I've been reading, um, I read an article just the other day that just like, it was like, doesn't show really signs of stopping. And a lot of podcasts that start usually continue to succeed. Very few like fail just outright. And so I guess one of the things I want to talk to you about is your own podcast at CrossFit Memorial Hill and kind of how you got that started and why you are even podcasting at your box. Yeah. So, uh, you know, I was first turned on to podcasts probably in like 2007. I was, you know, actually, so I was in grad school and when I was in grad school, that's when the economy sort of started to tank and the job market was terrible. So I kind of looked at what the future looked like as far as job availability. And I realized that probably finishing grad school was not the best option for me. And so I wanted to like join, you know, get working on something as soon as possible. You know, I, I always wanted to do something entrepreneurial and I realized that you know, I don't need a, a master's degree to do this. And so I need to get rolling while the economy was poor because that's really the best time to start a business. So uh, in, in, the, in the meantime, while I was looking to start these businesses, I was working construction and demolition because that's what I knew how to do. And so I, I had kind of like was working uh, scraping popcorn ceilings off in houses. So I would go and I'd, you know, knock down the popcorn ceilings and then texture which, I mean, as you can imagine, this is terrible work. <laughs> like, uh, I would venture to say this is depressing work. Oh. And, and so, I, so somebody turned me on. They're like, hey, you should just listen to a podcast while you're doing that. Oh. And, that's, and so I started to download podcasts every day. And then I would listen to them while I was working. Like 10, 11, 12 hours a day, I'd listen to these podcasts. And it just made the day fly by for me. And this was a time in my life where I was like, probably like the lowest point in my life because I'm like, why am I like, I'm just rubbing joint compound on a ceiling and I'm miserable doing it. 
And I, so I would listen to business podcasts and I would listen to motivational stuff and, you know, and, and it really helped me focus and I was able to absorb a lot of good information and motivation at a really low point in my life. And I, you know, this is kind of how I'd always felt about like, you know, having audio like in your earbuds all day, you can do anything with it. And it's a really intimate feeling of like somebody listening to your voice in their head. It's just them. And, you know, it's just the host and the listener. And and then I had a coach, you know, a coach come up to me and, and we were kind of talking about it because we were both fans of the medium. And he goes, Let's let's just start one. You really don't need anything. We could start one today and let's go for it. And so we did. And we did a bunch of really crappy episodes and, and eventually kind of got the hang of it. Wow. So how would you guys start talking about? Because some people might be like, well, I have nothing to say, but everybody has something to say. So how do you guys do you guys just sit down and just start chatting on while you recorded? Oh gosh. Okay, so this is awesome. <laughs> we uh the first one we ever recorded. So I was I was a music a musician growing up. And so I I have, you know, drums and guitars and all this stuff. I had all this audio equipment uh here in the gym. And I was like, "Oh, I've got drum microphones. With that that probably works, right?" And so we got these drum microphones and we took uh socks, like athletic socks. And we put it over there as sort of a pop filter on the microphone. And so we're like talking into these socks with drum microphones. And, and then we, we uploaded it onto the internet. And we're like, all right, here's our first podcast. And we go to like play it back after it's uploaded. And there's Limp Biscuit playing in the background throughout the entire thing because we left an iPod playing. And I was like, huge, huge failure. Oh, that's so funny. <laughs> so you, but you learn from those mistakes. And yeah. Like you said, you you really can start with absolutely nothing. <laughs> oh, absolutely. That was horrendous. We pulled it down right away. And then what we did is we just started like talking to members. So, you know, somebody that does something cool, like, you know, we've got a bunch of physicians that are members here. So we talked to them about, okay, you're a doctor and you do CrossFit. Tell us about that. Or, you know, uh, we have somebody that does like, super specialized eye surgeries. And I was like, well, let's just talk about super specialized cool things. And, and you know, and we kind of got a voice and we sort of settled into a, a pretty decent format. But honestly, we would just talk about anything, you know, weightlifting, the snatch, you know, there's a million different things you could talk about. And that's kind of where we went. Yeah. So have you really used your podcast in order to like benefit the members? Is that what you kind of see it as like a, a community maybe building um, sort of thing? Yeah, most definitely. That's how we started the show for sure is just, you know, I've always been big on creating content uh, both for members and just for people. I mean, honestly, like most gyms probably have like 500 people that follow their brand that will probably never join their gym and they just kind of like are they've liked them on Facebook they receive their newsletter and I, you know I was like so I've always wanted to create content for these people and so we've done video content and blogs and for me the podcast was the most consistent thing that I could do because I'll just be like all right for the a half hour every Friday I'm gonna sit down and just you know flat my jaw about whatever's on our mind you know what I mean um, so, yeah, it started off just wanting to create regular content and then ultimately, 
you know, honestly, like our podcast for our gym is has become like a medium that is almost become like the separate entity. You know, we've got, you know, we're, I mean, we've got a, like a lot of cool guests that are, you know, sort of tangentially related to CrossFit and training, but, but really we're just kind of like speaking to overall, overall health and our listenership has grown outside the gym and it's kind of, you know, grown into this thing of its own. Yeah, no. And I actually heard about CrossFit Memorial Hills podcast through my affiliate. He listens to you guys. And so he brought it up and he was like, yeah, they have this really great. I'm like, actually, I think I know the owner of that box. <laughs> oh, that's so cool. You know, and we just got, uh, you know, I just, you know, people like send me emails. I just got an email from a guy that's uh, got relocated. Uh, he, you know, he did CrossFit up here. Uh, I, I've never met the guy before. He got relocated to South America and he's traveling around and, and this guy will like send me updates and he's like, Hey, I'm in Chile right now. Still listen to the podcast. It reminds me of home. And, you know, so we're getting a lot of these kind of cool things of people that, you know, and, and honestly, there's kind of people all over the world when we look at our listenership ha have been following it. And I'm like, man, we were just like, you know, just sitting in my office right here, just talking about stupid stuff and apparently resonates with people. <laughs> you should do it like a throwback Thursday and repost like one of your first podcasts. Oh, that would people. be, that would be amazing. That would be <laughs> super embarrassing. You'd be like, guys, this is where we came from. <laughs> so. Hey, they're, I think they're all still up there too. I think people could go back and just listen to a, just go a all the way back. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we, uh, yeah, we were a little less censored back then mm. because, you know, we would look at our listenership and there'd be like four people. And so we'd be like, all right, we could say whatever we want. And now we're, we're a little bit cleaner now, I'd say. <laughs> now you're like, oh, okay, we have to, you know, be nice and exactly. have etiquette. <laughs> yeah, wow. Exactly. Well, but so how long have you guys been doing the podcast for then? Oh, my gosh. Um, probably safe to say two years now, I would say. Uh, yeah. I would say two years, if not a little bit more than that. Wow. So probably along those two years, like you've mentioned, you've learned some things, learned some some different logistical, you know, maybe nightmares and what you shouldn't do and what you should do. So if affiliate were to come to you and be like, Matt, I want to start a podcast, maybe mm -hmm. what, what would you tell them now, you know, two years in, you'd be like, hey, like these are some great things you should know in order to start, start a good, solid podcast. Yeah, I, I would say that don't get super obsessive about hardware and software early on. Uh, you're not going to get it right. It's it's um, you know it's it's really easy to kind of okay. I need the right headphones. I need the right microphone. I need the right software. Um, really, by the time that stuff matters, you really just want to get as many repetitions as possible talking. You know, can I speak to people? Can I, you know, can I pull a good story out of somebody? Can I be vulnerable, you know, on the podcast? People, you know, with content in general, like whether it's a blog post or a video or a podcast, people, you know, kind of expect perfection, you know, right off the bat. But it's like, I wouldn't worry about, you know, how you're speaking, whether you say um and like all the time, because I still do that. But because at the end of the day, it's a conversation. Somebody's listening to it in their earbud and it can be really intimate. It doesn't need to be perfect. So it would just be get the bare minimum that you need to record, like a set of, you know, Apple headphones and a computer is plenty to start a podcast and then just start talking. Get as 
as much practice talking as possible. Hmm. Yeah, and I guess you don't think about that because you know we, we talk every day. Then maybe you don't think about actually practicing speaking while you're being recorded because there's there's a different kind of um, maybe level of speaking when you're re-recording. You're more aware of what you're saying and how you're saying it. Yeah, and that's a really interesting point, Heather, because you can actually, I feel like our podcasts finally started to get good even just like six months ago. In my opinion, I listened to it and I feel that, all right, I think we're kind of like, you know, landed on a good format for us. And for me, I, I looked back on it and when I was recording, it was when I was able to get it out of my mind that I was recording. That's when it started to get good. So I'm like, well, just, you know, you know, flap your jaw as much as possible until it doesn't feel like you're being recorded again. And that's when things start to, to really hit a good little rhythm. Yeah, because I think podcasting, at least a lot of podcasts, not all of them, some of them are very structured, very polished, but I think a lot of podcasts are very just honest, genuine, here's what I'm going to say and here's how I'm going to talk. And that's, I think that's kind of how you have to treat it. It's just like you said, it's conversation and you need to get past that anxiety about being recorded. You know, I just took this masterclass on storytelling, you know, as it relates to podcasts. So, yeah, Tim Ferriss was promoting it. And it was this really cool class on how to how to talk with somebody and how to kind of get uh, at the core of what that person's story is. And those are really the compelling things. It's not good editing. It's not you know. I just listened to a podcast the other day. Uh, it, it was actually an NPR podcast, and the the reporter on it actually left the microphone rolling as she received some really sad news like I personally I would have probably shut the microphone off at that point but she kept it rolling because she's like I need to document what I'm feeling right now and it, it was such a compelling like she was a heap she was crying she was just like she wasn't even speaking full sentences but I was like this is probably the best piece of audio that I've listened to in a long time just simply because she kept it rolling and kind of captured a really cool organic moment. Mm, yeah. So how have you found when you're sitting down with members or experts or different people, how have you found um, to elicit those stories from people, you know, take out those stories and, and, and make them feel comfortable? Are there maybe any tips or, or um, pieces of advice that you give when it comes to, you know, getting that story and, and being vulnerable? Yeah, I would say that, you know, right off the bat, usually like in the first five minutes, if we bring on a new guest or even if I'm, you know, my, my co-host Sabrina, you know, we'll just spend the first five or ten minutes talking about stupid stuff. Like, you know, one thing that we always talk about is we'll talk about, okay, what if the zombie apocalypse happened? What would you do? Have you thought any more about this? And we'll just talk about that for ten minutes just to kind of get us a little bit warmed up and then as we start to like ask questions and you know and and my co-host and I I mean we've been, we've done so many episodes together and we know each other really well but still uh we try to catch each other you know if if I ask her something like um you know how do you you know if, let's say we're talking about nutrition you know and she's talking about maybe a time she struggled to dial in her nutrition i always try to not let her stop there i never want to let my guests stop there and i want to be like well what what did that feel like at that time when you're struggling to dial that in did you um you know was there a time of reflection or i'll tell people to explain it a little more 
you know, and I think that in a world where our sound bites are just like short and meaningless and our video clips are 60 seconds long, um, it's really refreshing, I think, sort of the long form discussion mm -hmm. is refreshing for people because it feels, it feels really human to me. Yeah, it's almost been like, like you said, a revival of the long form discussion. That's true. I haven't thought about it like that. That's interesting. Um, and you said you're co-host. Uh, have you always had a co-host while you've done the podcast? Yeah, for the most part, I've either had a coach running the podcast with me every once in a while, myself interviewing members, and our, our current format is myself and a co-host, and we'll bring in guests every now and again. And that works out really well because my, you know, our, our sort of relationship, is, my co-host is very, very smart. She's been in the fitness industry for decades and will kind of corroborate all of the things that I say. And I'm sort of the one that uh, is like the, the jokester. I'm kind of like the jackass of the group. So it, it, it's, it, we've hit a nice little rhythm with that, with that format. And, it, and like we were talking about before the interview, Heather, is that if I'm seeing you, like even right now on, on Skype, like when I see you, it, it just resonates. It makes me want to talk a little bit more. So having somebody across from me talking about whatever, it just tends to, to elicit better audio. Yeah, and you can have, like, like we said earlier, social cues. You see these social cues and you're maybe able to respond better if you have someone giving you those social cues than if it's just you and maybe a, a nervous interviewee that is like scared to share anything. So you have somebody else who can help them make, feel comfortable. 100% because they are always going to be nervous. Mm, yeah, but that's that's where those questions come in. Like the what would you do if the zombie apocalypse hit? You kind of kind of like yeah, help them out a little bit by asking those funny little questions. My my favorite one is this uh, and I'm going to ask you this Heather. Is that okay if I turn the mic around on this interview? I, I suppose so. I mean, okay, I don't think you really so have a choice. <laughs> most so you you're a member at a box, you're a crossfitter. So I'll ask you what is the most embarrassing um so this is like your worst nightmare most embarrassing crossfit move to do naked oh my gosh this is a heated debate on most of our shows really i feel like that would be the burpee because that's just i mean it's horrible yeah. fully yep. clothed and then i think it would just be horrible if i was naked <laughs> yep there's you're right so there's that it's either it's a it's always a tie for first between the burpee and the toes to bar both are terrible no, I still say the burpee. <laughs> it's burpee all the way. Toes to bar, okay. whatever, burpee. <laughs> all right, so you can use that question now. Great. I think that's an appropriate question to ask on all my podcasts. <laughs> People are going to be like, where did you get that from? I'm like, well, you should probably go talk to this one guy. Yeah, yeah. Yes. Yes. No, but I think, I think the zombie apocalypse question, that's the one I actually talk about on a daily basis. So I think I'll have to ask that one to people and be like, what would you do? <laughs> are, you a, are you a Walking Dead fan? I'm not a Walking Dead fan. Okay. I've okay. never seen it, but there, I have people in my office who are, so I, yeah. they, they come in all, oh my gosh. But <laughs> I'm just like, no, guys, that's not what would happen. But right. I'm heading to Missouri. I'm going to live out in the middle of nowhere. I'm going to be okay. So... That's probably a good call. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> but but anyway, so back to podcasting, which is yes. what we're here for. Um, so how do you get your community 
to listen to your podcast? You know, what do you do? You know, you, you, you brought somebody in, you interviewed them, you've edited it, and then you put it out. How do you put it out and get your community maybe excited about listening and, and hearing what you guys talk about and learning from what you guys talk about? Yeah, probably first and most simply, well, well the answer to that question is kind of twofold. First off, you have to be putting out compelling content. You know, um, you know, our listenership was the lowest when we were just simply like, you know, educating. You know, we, you know, at first we're like, well, we're just gonna educate everybody on the way to get fit the best and to live a healthy lifestyle, and nobody listened. And then once we started being, you know, actually sharing our own struggles and sharing our own goals, things that we're working on, and like really humanizing the podcast a lot more people resonated with it. So that's going to be like, you'll retain listeners. So if somebody listens to one and it's compelling and personal, they'll probably stick around if, you know. So that's that's number one. Is the content has to be compelling and meaningful. Uh, number two, and as weird as this sounds, is the headline, the, the title of it is, because chances are you're going to, you know, produce a podcast, you know, it's going to go up on iTunes, you're going to have it on your website, and then most of the people are going to come to it via social media. And if they're going to come to it via social media, that headline has to grab them. So, I mean, the title of a podcast, Most Embarrassing CrossFit Move Naked. Like, people are probably going to click on that and be like, what the hell is this episode about? Um, you know, so so think along, you know, and that's, for us, that's like really when we gained a lot more momentum with podcasting is, you know, having the compelling content and then having that headline that kind of grabs people in and writing a good headline or writing a good title is so hard. Mm -hmm. And um, I, I typically defer to uh, more like clickbait style stuff. You know, I mean, you can look through your newsfeed, all of that stuff that is like really not necessarily inflammatory, but stuff that people click on. Um, so kind of identifying what those headlines are that will get people in. And then once they're in, just give them something cool, nice, compelling, personal, and, and they'll, they'll stick around and listen. Yeah. And you don't even always think about like how important that headline is, but it's really like you have five words or less to make an impression. Yeah. And it's, what impression are you going to leave? Yeah, and you guys at BoxPro know this. You guys know this better than anyone. It is really hard to – you could have the best written article. You could have the best podcast that's ever been recorded in the history of the world. And if the headline sucks, literally nobody's going to download it. Mm -hmm. And it's it's like you said, it's it's a hard thing. It's a struggle, especially, I mean, here at BoxPro, I mean, we have to come up with headlines every day, like for, mm -hmm. for multiple publications. So sometimes it can get like – you're tired. <laughs> you're like, I don't know what to write anymore. But you're right. I mean, it is so important, especially, I mean, digitally, it's even more important um, than I would say the print issue just because of SEO and and um, how it's going to appear on Google and everything like that. But yeah, it's it's definitely something that you need to work on. So is that just what you've learned all over time? Or have you did you like learn that through like a class? Like I know you said you took that, um, the master's class. Um, is that something that you've just, how have you learned that, I suppose? Well, and honestly, this is the headline is just now something that I've been wrestling with for the last three to four months. 
Um, you know, and and that's one thing that I realized. I, I did some A/B tests, and and of course, like the things that we're talking about now. It, it, you know, if the gym owner hasn't even started a podcast or isn't even creating regular content, I, I wouldn't worry about this stuff right now. But uh, I started to just do some split tests, some A/B tests, and be like, okay, if I titled the podcast something like "Is CrossFit Dangerous," and I title it. Uh, the statistical likelihood of injury during Olympic weightlifting or something like that. You know, if I, you know, I would test both of those and then I would just track, you know, who's clicking on which headline. And then by doing that split test, I sort of was able to categorize each one of those headlines or titles of the podcast and sort of see what listenership did. On, on that one. So, um, you know, and, and whatever you use to host your podcast, we'll be able to give you statistics on, you know, who's downloading and listening to particular episodes. So you'll kind of get a feel for what people are all about. Mm. Yeah, no, that makes sense. Kind of looking at that data. Oh, that's so interesting. Oh, that's just crazy. Just all the little things you have to think about. So, and um, I know before you had mentioned Tim Ferriss, and I was kind of curious, do you had any maybe other uh, recommendations for resources or websites or even other podcasts that affiliates can listen to in order to, you know, maybe get some ideas and get some experience and learn some things about podcasting? Yeah, most definitely. Um, gosh, I listen, to, uh, uh, I listen to so many different podcasts. Um, so as far as a produced like really nice, polished, produced podcast. Uh, in my opinion, Radiolab is one of the best out there. It's um, you know, it's an NPR, it's an NPR show. So that's a really good example of uh, you know, they use a lot of like soundtrack stuff, a lot of great, really compelling interviews. Uh, Tim Ferriss show is a great example of really, really long form interviews. I think he. Uh, I mean, he interviewed Charles Poliquin for like almost two hours. Oh my and goodness! He, yeah, and held my attention the entire time. Wow! And, which is, I, I don't think anything's ever held my attention for two hours. So that's, I think those are probably the two uh, opposite ends of the spectrum as far as like super polished, and one is very you know very free form kind of interview. Um, I certainly think that everybody should listen to our podcast. So, plug. <laughs> there's that. There's that. <laughs> well, you have to like your own. Otherwise, I mean, who else is going to support it, you know? <laughs> yeah, most definitely. <laughs> so, no, and um no, I think that's good points cuz I and I have always been told that especially with things like uh video and photography and even um podcasting now that if you know someone who does something really well and you want to aim towards that, you should surround yourself with that person's work, with that person's ideas, with what they surround themselves with. Because even if you're not that at that level now, since you are acting like you're at that level, you eventually will get there. So that makes sense to like listen to those high-quality podcasts or podcasts that maybe you want to aim for and be like. Yeah. Yeah, and 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 that's a really good point too, Heather. Because I, one thing that I found is when you know of you know of the two podcasts that I produce and host, I, I found myself listening to less podcasts that are in that subject matter, but more podcasts that are like almost unrelated entirely to you know running a business or CrossFit or or fitness in general, whatever it is. Uh, and that's only because, you know, I don't want to necessarily c 
compare myself to the same subject matter experts, but I certainly need to have like shows and people and hosts and thought leaders that I'm looking up to. If that makes sense, you know what I mean? Like it's, it's kind of one of those things. Like if you are just now starting a gym and you're in a city with a really well-established gym, you know, in a way you kind of want to look to see what they're doing without comparing yourself to them. And that can be a really tough thing because you'll put something out in the world and you'll be like, oh, this is so crappy compared to the other people. And it will just like completely halt your progress. You know, if if you're starting a podcast and you're and you look to like Barbell Shrugged as an example, you're going to feel really crappy about everything you put out. So you've got to find a way to, all right, how do I adopt the format, adopt similar headlines? How can I use best practices without beating myself up because I'm not perfect and I haven't been doing it for three, four, or five years? Yeah, and I know one of our bloggers recently wrote a blog about um, producing what he called crap and um, that he, you know, it takes time to polish things up and make them look pretty, but you have to start with something. And so if you're starting with crap, like at least you're starting, like at least you're getting stuff out there, you're making stuff happen. And then, you know, as time goes on, you will get better and you will be able to polish it up and make it, you know, what you want it to be. But you just got to start. Yeah. And, and, you know, to that point, we I was just had this uh, business seminar in, in Virginia and we were talking about content marketing. And that's a bit, you know, and a podcast is content. That is content marketing, uh, you know, but we're talking about how just hard it is to get over that first hump. And so I actually made every attendee at the seminar take out their cell phone and like record a 30 second video of themselves talking about anything related to fitness that they wanted to. And it was just like that first bit of like ripping off the Band-Aid and putting yourself out there. Like people will probably talk crap on you. They'll talk crap on your platform. They'll they'll uh, be contrarian with something you have to say. But that's that's cool. Like you're you're putting something out there in the world. And I think that that's a huge thing that not only like box owners, but, you know, business owners in general have such a passion and they need to like just rip that band-aid off and start getting it out there yeah no and just yeah just putting something out there and and learning from mistakes like frankly i think that's one of the best ways to learn i know i i think i made a mistake earlier today just about some stuff that went on with box pro and i was just like dang it but you know what i'm gonna learn from that and i will remember it forever now (laughs) yeah and you know what uh we never have had limp biscuit playing in the background recording a podcast ever <laughs> since that first one. Like, yeah. That's good. <laughs> that's I'm glad a, you guys learned from that. <laughs> but see, you wouldn't have known, and maybe maybe just the other day you have accidentally done that because you hadn't done it before. <laughs> yep, yeah, and that's another thing. Yeah, so it's like everybody's phone's off. Do I have iTunes playing in the back? You know, it's, yeah. you know those, those mistakes, those putting something crappy out into the world is probably just as valuable as putting gold out there. Mm, that was good. <laughs> we should stay to that soundbite and put that out there. <laughs> yeah, there you go. <laughs> That's some gold right there. Um, well, and I guess, too, in a way, like not only is it beneficial for your members, but it's also like making you take risks and seeing that they can benefit. I mean, look at you and where your podcast now is two years later, and it's showing you that, you know, you have good ideas and, and things can happen if you put some hard work in. And I think maybe 
affiliates, you know, this is just another platform that form for them to gain confidence and, and, and learn more about themselves and how they even communicate with people. Most certainly. And if you think about, gosh, I mean, I would say most people that own a CrossFit gym are thinking that they're in a crowded marketplace. There's more gyms opening all the time. There's, you know, and how, how cool is it then to be like, well, well, my gym produces a podcast where we talk about health and wellness. Like your journey doesn't end when you leave the door. Go ahead and put this in your earbuds. You have questions about how to scale a toes to bar. Boom. We've, you know, we've talked about this on this podcast. So then you can begin to put that in your emails to members. That could be just a regular part of their experience. So, you know, me, I'm just a new guy that moves to, you know, whatever town and I'm looking to join a CrossFit affiliate. And I've got, let's say, five affiliates in my vicinity. And I look at, okay, well, each of these five affiliates are saying that. You know, they do constantly varied functional movement. They all say that they got great coaches. They all say that they have a good community. They all say that they have plenty of equipment. What is different about these five people? And then if I look at these five people, because I promise you every gym owner says those same things about their gym and it just sounds like nothing to the outsider. So what if like one of these gyms is like, well, we actually produce a podcast that will uh, you know, support your gym membership, that will make things better for you, that will make your journey easier. We're here alongside you even after you leave the gym. I look at that and I'm like, wow, that's a pretty polished gym. That's pretty cool that they do that. They really care about their members. They care about their coaches, you know, developing their education and communication style. You know, it's just that little thing that could make your gym just a little bit different than the guy right down the road. Different differentiating yourself is so huge now with just with the explosion of the industry. So that's 100%. Yeah. Yeah. But, and two, I think about sometimes I hear affiliates, you know, who have tried to do blogging. Podcasting is maybe simpler than blogging in a sense because you you talk, I mean, you can talk for 30 minutes. I mean, who can't talk for 30 minutes? So, I mean, that's an idea too, where maybe, you know, affiliates have struggled with blogging and, and putting content out there podcasting might be what you're looking for. So, And it takes 30 minutes to do a 30-minute episode. Mm -hmm. And that's the cool thing about it. You know, it takes me an hour to put together a decent 500 words in an hour. It takes me 30 minutes to do a 30-minute podcast. So, you know. (laughs) (laughs) It's nice. It's really good. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. But it's it's structure and time. So, Mm -hmm. but yeah, I mean, I definitely think it's, it's something for affiliates to think about. I think it's cool how well your guys has, has done at Cross Memorial Hill and then your other one um, that, that you produce at 321 Go Project. You know, I know that one has also taken off as well and done pretty good. So I think that's cool. But, um, but yeah, Matt, I guess, do you have anything else that you wanted to talk about before we wrap this on up? You know, that's I would I would seriously encourage uh, gym owners to to start something like you know it doesn't necessarily need to be a podcast or but just something get something to where you're regularly you know that you probably have a lot of things in your head and in your heart that are just kind of there and you give them to your members but like begin to kind of think outside of that immediate circle and think of ways that you can provide additional value and content to your community. Certainly think that a podcast is, um, is a great medium. Uh, I'll, I'll be a subscriber. 
<laughs> You'll have one at least. Just send Matt an email and he'll subscribe to your podcast. Yeah. Oh, that's nice yeah. of you. I might too if I'm feeling yeah. in the mood that day. So <laughs> That's two listeners. That's all you awesome. need. Awesome. Yeah, that's all. We'll just listen to your podcast and Matt will give you feedback because he has a lot more experience doing this than I will. And I'll just tell you it's good. <laughs> so... <laughs> Well, awesome. Well, Matt, thank you so much for taking the time to come and chat with us about podcasting on a podcast. I just think that's it's a little bit of an inception, but it's great. But thank you again for just taking the time today. We appreciate it. Hey, it's my pleasure. I always enjoy chatting with you, Heather. Yeah, I, I think I'm fun to talk to, so I appreciate you saying that. <laughs> 100%. <laughs>